Well, greetings, June Squad. It is I, Jay, master of all things nerdy, and the host of the listen to the most talked about and the most festive piece of communication since Francis Farcellus Church wrote, Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. With me, as always, is my stalwart defender of the nerd faith, no commander of the nerds watch, the Herbie to my Rudolph, Sir Christopher. Matanouille! It's December, and that means it's time for our annual Christmas episode. Appropriately, we are recording from New York's Rockefeller Center. Fun fact, Jay. The Rockefeller Christmas tree, fake. They stopped using real trees back in the 60s, around the same time they started using synthetic ice in the skating rink to conserve water. I am sure almost none of that is true, but we have a great show planned. We're going to be talking about the new trailer for Avengers Endgame. We've got some new toys that are coming out. Plus, what is that? Where the hell are we? Paris? It's the Falalal Alarm. The Falalal Alarm? It's an alarm on a design that alerts me when Christmas cheer goes below normal. I was going to call it a humbuggery alert, but apparently humbuggery means something totally different in England. Since when do you know how to make something like that? Dude, don't you remember the time that we were trapped in the past? I sent myself the message asking future me to get his doctorate in physics so I could invent a time machine to rescue us? I just kept tinkering after that. My next invention is going to be a dog collar that translates Indiana's barks into words. I just haven't decided if I'm going to make the voice synthesizer sound like Dino Mutt or Scooby-Doo. A very interesting story, future boy, but the alarm? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. This is bad. What's bad? We've got increases in cynicism, apathy, and snarkiness. We've got a serious drop in Christmas cheer levels, buddy. Define serious. Well, let's say this Twinkie represented the amount of Christmas cheer in the city, right? According to the readings, it would be a Twinkie approximately three inches long, weighing approximately 235 grams. Okay, that still doesn't help me understand. I'm, I'm really bad with picturing. Is that... Dip- how big are Twinkies normally? It's bad, Jay. Like, really bad. Like, a year without a Santa Claus bad. Like, the Grinch stole Christmas and set fire to your toy room bad. Like, Uncle Lewis lit his cigar on your Christmas tree and set it on fire. Like, the end of Christmas as we know it bad. Okay, I get the point, but what are we going to do? Wait. Is that? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to save Christmas, boys. In a world where two nerds come together to talk about all things nerdy, Just Us Nerds podcast was born. We talk about comics, movies, and all things in between. Get ready to have your mind blown by the most amazing podcast ever recorded anywhere, ever. The Just Us Nerds Podcast. Oh yeah. Okay, that's right. You heard it here first. The Just Us Nerds Podcast is going to save Christmas. And how are we going to do that, guys? We are going to raise the level of Christmas cheer by doing an annual live. Well, not live. Well, it's live because right it's now. It's live right now. It's live for us. I'm alive. Uh, you're alive. Uh, performance. Last year, we did How the Grinch Stole Christmas. This year, what are we doing, Chris? We're going to be doing Charles Dickens' famous A Christmas Carol. I don't know about you, but this is actually my favorite Christmas story. Because yeah, it's a Christmas, but it's a ghost story. It's a, it's a classic. It's a, you know, it's funny. In that, in that song, you know that song, It's the most wonderful time yeah. of the year. You know how there's that one line where they go, 
uh, and there'll the be scary are, ghost stories. Yeah. What the? I, I know they're probably talking about a Christmas Carol, but what the hell other ghost story is there at Christmas time? Krampus. Casper and Santa. I it's a classic. I, I, I stand. Wait. Cor- I stand corrected. Krampus. Okay, so that's two. No, three. Oh, oh, Christmas Carol, Casper and Santa, and Krampus. Not so sure about that, but okay, all right. Um, b- before we go any further, i got to credit this. This is not an original work. This is actually something I retrieved off the interwebs. This is an well, we adi- know. Charles Dickens read it. Well, yeah, but it, the adaptation, which we're reading, is going to actually was written by Mike... Ferians, Ferians, and Ferians, Mike Ferians, and Brenda Chapman. Okay, so, so uh, thank th- you guys. Yeah, thank you very much. Don't I, sue us. I bet you had no idea when you wrote this that we would be butchering, <coughs> performing it like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, I like, I like that that turn of phrase. So, uh, in uh, you know, but, but of course, it would be boring if we just read it like as Chris and Jay and Jen. Yeah, it'd so be kind of boring. We gotta spice it up. We gotta jazz it up a little bit. You know, twenty first century audiences expect a little star power. So we're going to be bringing some of our best impressions into this rendition. Plus, by the way, he says best very loosely. Yeah, well, best for us might not be the best, you know, best ever is a, is a relative term. But we also have a new feature this year. What is that, Jen? The die of power. The die of power. Die of power. That's right. Would you care to explain what the die of power is? I have all the power yet again. So I have a dodecahedron right here. So that'd be a twenty-sided die for you uh, boys and girls that don't play D and D. And it's got a bunch of funny people's voices on it. And whenever I feel like it, I'm gonna roll it, and you guys gotta work with it. All right. So one of the things that we are gonna do is some of these we've already have planned out that we want to do. So we're gonna, you know, if we had that, otherwise. And at some moments, Jen's gonna go nuts to that. I want to hear. Of power. I oh, want to yeah. hear Jar Jar. Yeah. Oh, God no. We d- oh we, you know what? We did not put him on the die. So that's Lisa a good thing. Sir, God bless us, everyone. Oh <laughs> God. I might just throw him in there just for shits and giggles. All right. So, are you guys ready? Without further apu. Uh-huh. Oh, I have been zinged and I love it. <laughs> <clears throat> so begins. Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. Molly, he was dead to begin with. There's no doubt about it, not at all. Uh, The register of his burial was signed by the clergyman, the clerk, uh, the undertaker, and the chief mourner. Scrooge signed. What else was he going to do, you know? Uh, And Scrooge's name was considered good for any piece of business he chose to put his hand to. Marley, he was dead. He was dead as a doornail. Now, I don't know what there is particularly dead about a doornail. I would think a coffin nail would be a deader piece of iron, but what do I know? Anyway, permit me to repeat again that emphatically, Marley, he was dead. He was dead as a doornail. He was, he was pushing up daisies. Scrooge knew he was dead. Yeah, of course he did. How could he be otherwise? Scrooge, he, the two of them, they, they have been partners for I don't know how many years. Scrooge was the sole executor, his sole administrator, his sole friend, and the only man who mourned for him. If Scrooge can be said to have mourned at all, 
And the mention of Marley's funeral brings me back to the point I started from. There's no doubt Marley, he was dead. He was pushing up daisies, expired, you know. This was most distinctly understood. Uh, nothing wonderful can come of the story. And I'm about to relate to use. Scrooge never painted out old Marley's name. There it stood years afterward above the warehouse door, Scrooge and Marley. The farm was known as Scrooge and Marley. Sometimes people knew the business called Scrooge Scrooge and sometimes Marley, but he answered to both names. It was all the same to him. Here we go, and do you your It was bitterly cold and the fog thick, thick as pea soup on that Christmas Eve in 1843, when Scrooge sat busy in his counting house with his clerk, nearby trying to warm himself at a candle. It was cheap, I mean really cheap, unbelievable. He deserved to be beaten with a rubber hose within an inch of his life. But since he didn't have much imagination, he failed. A Merry Christmas, Uncle. What? I said, a Merry Christmas, Uncle. God save you. Aupa humbug. Christmas? A humbug, Uncle? Surely you don't mean that. Of course I mean it. Merry Christmas, indeed. What reason have you to be merry? You're poor enough. Come, Uncle. What reason do you have to be dismal? You're rich enough. I think you mean dismal. See, you're from England, and you can't even speak the bloody language, and you're trying to wish me Merry Christmas. It's cold, and I'm a frog. I knew... I... Look, away with Merry Christmas. What's Christmas to you but, but a time for paying bills without money? A time... For finding yourself a year older and not an hour richer. If I could work my will, every idiot who goes around with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled in his own pudding and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. He should. Uncle. Nephew, keep Christmas in your own way and let me keep it in mine. Keep it? But you don't keep it. Leave, let me leave it alone then. A lot of good has done you. The day of power. Uh-oh. Mr. Chris, you will now be Sylvester Stallone. Well, there are many things from which I've benefited, even if they don't show a profit, I dare say. You know, you know, Christmas among the rest. But if anything belonged to Christmas can be considered apart from the sacred source of its name and uh, origins... I'm sure I've always thought of Christmas as a good time. A kind, you know, forgiving, charitable, pleasant time. The only time of year when, I know, when men and women seem to, by one constant, to open their shut-up hearts freely and, uh, you know, think of others as, as really were fellow passengers to the grave. Uh, th therefore, Uncle... Though it may have never put a scrap of silver or gold in my pocket, I believe it's done me some good, and uh, it'll do, will do me good. And I say, uh, God bless it. Another sound out of you, Cratchit, and you'll keep Christmas by losing your position. 
Don't, don't be angry, Uncle. Uh, come dine with us tomorrow. I'll see myself in Hades first. But, but why? 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 Let me ask you a question. Why did you get married recently? Because I fell in love with a beautiful girl named Adrian. Love. You, you fell in love? Ha. Uh, good afternoon, nephew. But you never came to see me before I was married. Why give it a reason as for not coming now? Good afternoon and get yourself to a hospital because I think you might have had a stroke. I want nothing from you. I ask nothing of you. Why can't we be friends? Good afternoon. I'm sorry you find so resolute. That's a good word. Uh, we, we've never had a quarrel, you, you and me. Uh, but I, I came all the way to give you greetings of the season. I, I keep my Christmas humor to the last. So, uh, Merry Christmas, Uncle. Good afternoon. And a Happy New Year. Good afternoon. And a Merry Christmas to you, Mr. Cratchit. The Die of Power! The Die of Power! You are now Burt Reynolds. Wait, am I crash it? Oh. Okay. Uh, thank you, sir. Uh, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Here's another fellow, my clerk, with 15 shilling a week and a wife and a family talking about Merry Christmas. I'll retire to Bedlam. Scrooge and Marley's, I believe. Have I the pleasure of addressing Mr. Scrooge or Mr. Marley? Marley's dead. In fact, he died seven years ago, this very night. Ah, I'm sorry to hear it, but I have no doubt his generosity is well represented by his surviving partner. Ah, boss, first of seasons of the years, Mr. Scrooge is in unusual desirable. Now we should uh, make slight provisions for the poor and needies who suffer greatly at the present times. Many thousands are in the basic needs of hundreds of thousands of are in want of common comfort, Scrooges. Really? In order no prisons? Did they disappear? Oh, no, no, sir. There's still plenty of prisons. And the workhouses for the poor? They're still in operation, I assume. There's still I wish I could understand. The treadmill and the pool law are in full vigor, then? Yes, i very busy. Very, very busy indeed. Oh, well, I'm afraid, from what you have said, that something had stopped them in their useful course. I'm glad to hear it. Given that they scarcely furnish Christian cheer to the multitude, a few of us are trying to raise a fund to buy the poor some meat and drink and, and means of warmth, for God's sake. All these people want our food, for God's sake. We choose this time because it's a time above all others when want is keenly felt and abundance rejoices. What shall I put you down for? Nothing. Oh, then you wish to remain anonymous. I wish to be left alone. 
I don't make marry at Christmas, and I can't afford to make idle people marry. I'm taxed for the institutions I mentioned, and they cost enough. Those who are badly off must go there. But minis can't go thus. They're not money with rather dowsers. Oh, well, if they'd rather die, then they'd better do it, and, and should go ahead and decrease the surplus population. Besides, oh, well, if they'd rather die, perhaps they should go ahead and do it, and decrease the surplus population. Besides, I wouldn't know anything about it. Well, you couldn't, Charles. It's none of my business. I have too much of my own business to interfere with other people's. Mine occupies me constantly, and I'll thank you to leave me to it. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Get away from here, you! I didn't ask to be bothered with that noise! You want all day tomorrow, I suppose. The die of power. The die of power. John Wayne. Well, Fred's quite convenient, sir. It's not convenient, and it's not fair. If I was to hold back half a crown for it, you'd think yourself abused, no doubt. And yet you don't think me ill-used when I pay you a day's wage for no work. It's only once a year, sir. Well, this is a poor excuse for picking a man's pocket every 25th of December. But I suppose you must have it. Be here all the earlier the next morning. Oh, yes, sir, I shall. I certainly shall. Father. Hello, my dear son. Father, I've been waiting for you. Let's go by Cornhill and watch the children play. Someday you'll be there too, playing with them. I feel that I'm getting stronger every day. And do you know, and do you, and do you remember what tomorrow is? Christmas Day. And I'm, and I'm to have the whole day off to celebrate with my family. Uh, Scrooge. It was a tight-fisted hand at the grindstone he was. A squeezing, retching, grasping, scraping, clutching, covetous old sinner, to be sure. Secret, self-contained, and solitary as an oyster. It reminds me, I haven't had oysters in forever. Love me a good oyster with some nice Tabasco sauce. Anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. He carried his own low temperature with him everywhere he went. He iced his coffee in the dog days and didn't thaw at one degree at Christmas. Scrooge always took his melancholy dinner in the same melancholy tavern, and this night was no different. He read all the papers and beguiled the, the rest of the evening with his banker's book before he took himself home to bed. He lived in his chambers, which had once belonged to his deceased partner. That's low. That's, I, I wouldn't even do that. He was a schmuck. Anyhow, it were gloomy little suites of rooms. It was, it was old and dreary, for nobody lived in it but Scrooge. The other rooms, being all let out as offices, 
The fog and the frost so hung about the old black gateway of the house that it seemed as, as if the, the genius of the weather sat in a mournful mediation on the threshold. Upon arriving in his chambers, Scrooge took off his cravat, put on his dressing gown, slippers, and his nightcap, and sat down before the fire to take his gruel, for he had a cold in his head. It was very low fire indeed. Nothing on such a bitter night. He was obliged to sit close to it and brood over it before he could extract the least sensation of warmth from such a hand of handful of fuel. Scrooge. Scrooge. It's a humbug. I won't believe it. How's this? What do you want with me? Much. Who are you? Ask me who I was. All right, and who, who are you? In life I was your partner, Jacob Marley. Ha! I don't believe it. What evidence would you have of my reality beyond your senses? I don't know. Why do you doubt them? Because a little thing affects them. A slight disorder of the stomach makes them cheats. You might be an undigested bit of beef, a blot of mustard, a fragment of undone potato. There's more gravy to grave than you, whatever you are. <laughs> Mercy, dreadful apparition, what, why do you trouble me? Man of worldly mind, do you believe in me or not? I do, I do, I must. But why have you come to me? It is required of every man that his spirit should walk abroad among his fellow men and travel far and wide. And if that spirit does not go forth in life, it is condemned to do so after death and witness what it cannot share, but might have shared and turned to happiness. Oh, woe is me. You are fetid. Tell me why. I wear the chain I forged at life. I made it link by link, yard by yard, and wore it of my own free will. Is the pattern strange to you? Or would you know the weight and length of the strong coil you bear yourself? It was as long and heavy as this seven Christmas Eves ago. You have labored on it since. It is a ponderous chain. Jacob, oh friend, please, speak comfort to me. I have none to give. I have little time. I cannot rest. Crime is out there. I must be out there fighting it every night, leaping from roof to roof. I cannot linger here anywhere. My spirit never walked beyond the narrow limits of our money-changing hole. Oh, not to know any Christian spirit working kindly in its little sphere will find its mortal life too short for its vast means of usefulness. Now to know that no space of regret can make amends for one's life opportunity misused, yet such as I, oh, such as I, but you were always a, a very good man of business, Master Wayne. J Jacob, Jacob. Business. Mankind was my business. The common welfare of my business. Charity, mercy, forbearance, and benevolence were all my business. The dealings of trade were but a drop in water in the comprehensive ocean of my business. Oh, did I walk through crowds of fellow beings with eyes turned down and never raised them to that blessed star which led the wise men to a poor abode. 
were there no poor homes to which its light would have conducted me. Hear me, my time is nearly done. I, I will, Jacob. Don't be hard on me. I'm here to warn you that you have yet a chance of escaping my fate. A chance I have procured for you, Ebenezer. You were always a good friend. Thank you. You will be visited by three spirits. I, 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 is, there a, is that the chance you mentioned? It is. Oh, well, uh, then uh, I think I'd rather not. Without their visits, you cannot hope to shun the path I tread. Expect the first tomorrow, when the bells tolls one. Same hour, the third upon the next night, when the last stroke of twelve has ceased to vibrate. Look to see me no more for your sake. Take care that you remember what has passed between us. Oh, humbug. And so Scrooge, he lay in his bed and thought and thought and thought it over. And he could make nothing of it. The more he thought, the more perplexed he was. And the more he endeavored not to think, the more he thought. Molly, his spirit bothered him exceedingly. Every time he resolved within himself that it was all a dream, his mind flew again like a strong spring released to its first position and presented the same problem to be worked through. Was it a dream then? A quarter past. Half past. A quarter to it. Ha! The hour itself and nothing else. Scrooge! Ah! Uh, 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 are you the spirit who's coming I was told about? Spirit, am I? Who, who, what are you? The spirit of Christmas past, I am. Long past? No. Of your past it is. Perhaps you could turn down a light that accompanies you? Put out my light so soon, would you? Dark passions are yours that would extinguish the light of truth. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend. What brings you here? For your welfare, I am here. I can think of anything more conducive to my welfare than a night of uninterrupted sleep. Reformation, then. Take heed, you will. Rise and walk with me. Good heaven. I was bred in this place. I was a boy here. Trembling, your lip is. And what is that upon your cheek? Well, I, I, it's, it's nothing. It must be a pimple. Lead me where you would, spirit. Remember this way, do you, Ebenezer? Remember it? I, I could walk it blindfolded. Very strange this is. Forgotten you have after so many years. What, that's David Matheson and, and, and Robert Estes. Hello. Merely shadows they are of things that have been. Aware of us, they are not. Well, Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Hey, uh, say hello to your sister for me. Deserted, not quite the school is. Remaining, yes, one solitary child. 
neglected by his friends? Poor boy. My mother died giving birth to my sister, and my father grew morose and seemed to begrudge both of us ever after. I wish... Eh. It's, it's too late now, isn't it? Too late for what it is. It's nothing. There was a, a boy singing a Christmas carol at my door last night. I should like to have given him something. That's all. Dear, dear brother. Feng, little Feng, you've grown. I have come to bring you home, dear brother. Home, little Feng. Yes, home, good and... Yes, home for good and all. Father is much kinder than he used to be. He was in a pleasant mood just the other night. So... Wait a second. <laughs> Keep going! So that... So that I thought I was not afraid to ask him once more if you might come home. And he said, yes, you should. And he sent me to bring you. Ebenezer, father has arranged an apprenticeship for you. You're to be a man and begin your career. You'll never... <laughs> Damn it. You'll never have to spend another moment in this dreadful school. But first we'll be together all Christmas long and have the merriest time in all the world. Frail creature, your sister was. And often ill. But with a large heart she had. So she had. You're right about that, spirit. I'm not contradicted. God forbid. Come, Ebenezer. Pack your things. The carriage is just outside. I, are you sure father is ready to have me home? Oh, yes. I am sure of it. But where am I to be apprenticed? You will work for a wonderful man, Mr. Fezziwig, who keeps a warehouse. Now come, we mustn't keep the carriage waiting. Died young, your sister did. But have a child, she did. Yes, uh, a, a son, my nephew. His name is Fred Hollowell. Your nephew, Ebenezer? Only family left you have. Yes, uh, that, that's true. Come along, Ebenezer. It's time to see another Christmas. Know this place, do you? Know it? This is where I was apprenticed. Look, it's old Fezziwig, bless his heart. Fezziwig, alive again. A and there's Dick Wilkins. We were the best of friends. Ah, you're home there, Ebenezer, Dick. No more work tonight, my boys. It's Christmas Eve. Clear all the nonsense away, all of you. We must make room, make room. Life is too short for all work and no play. I say it's time for a party. Hilly ho, Dick. Cheery up, Ebenezer. Such a small thing it was to make these silly people feel so much gratitude and joy. Small thing? Is it not? After all, what did he do, this fezzy wig? Spent a few pounds on a party he did. Does he deserve much praise as this? It isn't that spirit. What, Mr. Fizzywig had the power to make my, my, me. <laughs> Mr. Fizzywig had the power to make us happy and unhappy. It, it can make us work pleasant or miserable. 
just in the way he looks at us and and in the way he, he addresses us it, a, a thousand such little things add up you know uh, until the happiness it gives us is as great as if a cost of fortune and 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 what is it nothing something i think no 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 it's it's just a, a I wouldn't like to be able to say a word or two to my clerk. Come, Ebenezer. Grow short, my time is. Look. This was not addressed to Scrooge or to anyone else whom he could see, but it produced an immediate effect. For again, Scrooge saw himself. He was now a little the, a man in the prime of his life, virile and strong. His face had not the harsh and rigid lines of later years, but had begun to wear the signs of care and avarice. There was an eager, greedy, restless motion in his eye, which showed the pattern that had taken root, and where the shadow of the growing tree would fall. I know it matters very little to you. Another idol has displaced me. And if it can make you as happy as I would have tried to do, I have no reason to cry. And what idol has displaced you? A golden one. Now there's a double standard for you. All the world speaks so vehemently against poverty, yet it condemns the pursuit of wealth just as harshly. You fear the world too much, Ebenezer. All your other hopes have merged into one hope of eluding the disdain of others. I have seen your nobler virtues fall away one by one until nothing is left but one master possession, the pursuit of profit. It consumes you. What then? Have I grown wiser and more astute? I haven't changed my feelings toward you. I haven't. It's not It's not like it's any different. I'm not screwing around on you or nothing. I, I, I haven't changed my feelings toward you. Oh, Ebenezer, our promise to one another is an old one. We made it when we were very young and poor and happy to remain so until we can improve our fortune together by patience and hard work. But you've changed. You're not the same man. Tell me, Ebenezer, if all of this had not happened, you would try to win me now? A poor, dourless girl with nothing to bring to a marriage? <coughs> Just as I thought. You may feel sad now, Ebenezer, but I've no doubt that you will dismiss the thought of me very soon, as if you were glad to have awakened from a bad dream. May you be happy with the life you've chosen. Spirit, show, show me no more. Conduct me home. Why do you enjoy torturing me? One more shadow to see we must. I don't wish to see it. Show me no more. The die of power. The die of the power. Die of power. All right. Morgan Freeman. I saw an old friend of yours this afternoon. Oh, and uh, and uh, who was it? Take a guess. Why, why, surely you don't mean old Ebenezer Scrooge? The very same. I passed his office window. His partner, Jacob Molly. Lies upon the point of death, I hear. And there he sat, old Scrooge, all alone. 
quite alone in the world, I do believe. He is a bit of a miserable wretch, isn't he? Spirit, re remove me from this place. Told you I did. These are shadows of things that have been. That they are what they are. Do not blame me. Please, I, I, I beg of you, take me away from here. I can bear it no more. No more! After this mighty struggle, if, if that can be called a struggle, Scrooge was conscious of being exhausted and overcome by an irresistible drowsiness. And further, of being in his own bedroom once again, he barely had time to reel to bed before he sank into a very heavy sleep. The Die of Power! Die of Power! The Die of Power! Mr. Patrick Warburton. <laughs> Scrooge! Ebenezer Scrooge! Come! Come here and know me better, man. I am the spirit of Christmas past! You'd never see the likes of me before. Oops. I guess I'm the spirit of Christmas <laughs> present. <laughs> I just got done with a ghost of Christmas past. You're telling me you're the ghost, you're the spirit of Christmas past. How many spirits of Christmas past do I have to bloody deal with? I was the ghost of Christmas past last year. Lay off me! No, no, never, never. You never walked forth with any of my older brothers before these last years. No, no, I, I don't think I have. Uh, have you had many brothers, Spirit? <laughs> More than 1,800. <laughs> uh, that's a tremendous family to provide for. Take hold of my wheelchair, Ebenezer Scrooge. And, uh, and where, pray tell, are we going? You will see! I saw three ships come sailing in, in on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, I saw three ships come sailing in on Christmas Day in the morning. <laughs> Is there a particular flavor in what you sprinkle from your torch? There is indeed my own. That, that sounds a bit disgusting. Uh, w w would it apply to any kind of dinner on this day? To any kind given. To a poor one most. And, and why to a poor one most? Because it needs it the most. And uh, Spirit, why uh, of all the beings in the many worlds about us, desire to cramp these people's opportunities for innocent enjoyment. Me? Well, you would deprive them of their means of dining each seventh day when markets are closed. Uh, often the only day on which they could be said to dine at all, wouldn't you? Aye. You, you, you seek to close these pieces on the seventh day and, and it comes to the same thing. Me seek? Forgive me if I'm wrong. It, it has been done in your name, or at least in, in that of your family. 
There are some upon this earth of yours who claim to know us, and who do their deeds of passion, pride, ill will, hatred, envy, bigotry, and selfishness in our name. Who are they strange to us and all our kith and kin as they never lived? Remember and charge Spirit, their... Spirit, you changed into John Wayne before my eyes. Right? Remember that and charge their doing themselves, not us. Whatever has gotten to your precious father then? And your brother, Tiny Tim? And Martha, this wasn't the last Christmas. And Martha wasn't this late last Christmas by half an hour. <laughs> you, you got this. Okay. You got this. Here I am, mother. <laughs> oh, Martha, how late you are. Uh, we had a great deal of work to finish at the milliner's last night. And a great deal to clear away this morning. <laughs> Martha sounds a little heavy set. <laughs> She's got a hold of the Christmas goose. Does Martha have a good personality? <laughs> She's fun at parties. <laughs> well, never mind. You come home now and sit down and warm yourself up, dear. Oh, my. Father. <laughs> oh, my. Father will be at home any minute. Hide, Martha. Hide. <laughs> Sounds like she's high. I like that. I like this voice. This is awesome. Can you do the rest of your characters just in that <laughs> just voice? Just in that voice. I like Ooh. it. Ooh. You know what she sounds like? You sound like like the gossipy maid in <laughs> yes, any sitcom. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. I love it. All right. Keep going. Keep, keep going. going. Keep sorry, going. Please, please. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's Christmas Day. Theater. Theater. Maintain the illusion. The fuck is Cratchit? Wait. Oh, yeah. You're Cratchit. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. The die of power. Looks like I'm the only one doing it, by the way. You can, you can, you can die of power me. <laughs> you want to be Patrick Warburton again? No. <laughs> Patrick Warburton. Wow, it really wants wow. me to be Warburton. Okay. Uh, line. But where's Martha? Why did you say that name? Ah. Uh, but, uh, where's Martha? She won't be coming home for Christmas this year, I'm afraid. Well, Chet and Connie are going to be kind of pissed. What? Not coming for Christmas? Oh, here I am, father. <laughs> Good God, woman, what happened to you? <laughs> come, Tim. Come hear the pudding singer in the cupboard. And did little Tim behave himself in church? I did. Um, good as gold and better. Somehow he gets thoughtful sitting by himself so much, and uh, he thinks the strangest things you ever heard. He told coming home he hoped uh, the people saw him in church. You know, the the one we went to where the guy kind of stiffed me, uh, because he he's a you know a cripple, and uh, might be pleasant for them to remember on uh, on Christmas Day. Uh. Who made lame beggars walk and, uh, you know, the blind to see? But, of course, he didn't get paid for that. Uh, I'll tell you that. And, uh, but he's growing stronger every day. I, I just know it. Martha, come help me 
with a goose? There is no such goose, father. Such as we've never had before. Such a goose, such a goose. Just smell the sage. Oh, I love the sage and the passion. Oh, it's wonderful. Mother sure had did herself this year. We got we got it for a good price, Father. It wasn't expensive at all. Ah, uh, yeah. Merry Christmas to us all, my dears. Uh, God bless us. Uh. Yeah, God, God bless God. us, everyone. Oh, he said it. Wait, wait, wait. I'm Tiny Tim. <laughs> you bastard! You're stealing everybody's lines. No, no. It was. It was. Uh, it's all. Uh, we all say God bless us. You say God bless us. God and then... bless us, everyone. I had no idea that Crutcher had a crippled son. I wonder why. Why are you always yelling at me? <laughs> you need what? to learn. What, what, did, what, what did I do to you? Why are you? Always, I don't understand why you're always yelling at me. Tell me, Spirit, wh wh will the boy live? I see a vacant wheelchair at the table and a crutch without an owner, carefully preserved. If these shadows remain unaltered by the future, the child will die. No, 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 that, that, that can't be. That can't be. It, it, say he will be spared. If these shadows remain unaltered by the future, none other of my race will find him here. But what difference does it make? If he's likely to die, then let him do it. Or decrease the surplus population. You, you use my own words against me. Yes. So that in the future perhaps you will hold your tongue until you have discovered what the surplus population is and where it is. Who are you to decide who shall live and who shall die? It may be in the sight of heaven... You are more worthless and less fit to live than millions like the poor man's child. Um, and, and now, dear ones, uh, a toast. Uh, I give you Mr. Scrooge, the founder of the feast. Hmm. The founder of a feast indeed. I wish I had him here. I'd give him a piece of my mind to feast upon. And I hope he'd have a good appetite for it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down. Calm down there, okay? Uh, my, my dear, you know, the children, we're not going to do it in front of them. Uh, it's, it's Christmas. It should be Christmas Day. When one would drink to the health of such an odious, stingy, hard, unfeeling man such as Ebenezer Scrooge. No one knows it better than you, Bob. My, my dear, uh, have a little charity. You know... Give me a couple of that extra money and uh, see if you got any extra cookies, too. Oh, all right, then. I'll drink to his health for your sake. And the, the day's sake, but not for his. Long life to him. A very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I've got no doubt he'll be very merry indeed. Very merry. To Mr. Scrooge. And to Mr. Scrooge. I, uh, I think it's time for a song. A Christmas carol. What shall we sing? 
What shall we sing? Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the that newborn king. Yeah. Peace on earth and good towards men. Yeah, yeah, that all. All right. Intermission. Go up and go pee, kids. Go up and go pee. Wait, what was the one? What was what was played at the, the at the uh, the drive-ins? Let's all go to the lobby. There you go. Let's all go to the lobby. Step on a piece of gum and have to leave your shoe. Yeah. Act two. Interior Hollowell home. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Walking home from our house Christmas Eve. You can say there's no such thing. He said that Christmas was a humbug. He believed it, too. More shame for him, Fred. He's a really comical old fellow, Adrian, and uh, not so pleasant as he might be. Uh, however, his offenses carry, uh, you know, their own punishments, and uh, I have nothing to say against him. I'm sure he was very rich, Fred. And at least you could always tell me so. Yeah, but but his wealth is of no use to him. I mean, when he dies, we can take it, but uh, he doesn't do any good with it. He uh, doesn't make himself comfortable with it, Adrian. And I uh, seriously don't ever uh, think he ever would consider benefiting us with it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we should try at least. Well, I have no pity for him. Oh, but I have. You know, he's been hit a lot like me, but... Who suffers his ill whims? Uh, himself, always here. He takes it uh, into his hole in his head like dislikes us, and he won't come and dine with us. Uh, why, because the house stinks? Because I don't want the house to stink. It's not my house. It must be us. I think it's kind of him, but uh, what's the consequences? He lose some pleasant moments, uh, which could uh, do him no harm. He, he, uh, I mean, he give him uh, the same chance every year. And, you know, uh, whether he likes it or not, I think he uh, may have uh, cracked the old boy yesterday, if I do say so myself. Uh, he's uh, given us plenty of merriment, I'm sure. It would be ungrateful uh, to not drink in his health. Uh, so, uh, Paolo, uh, Ivan, raise, raise your hand. You know, it's, uh, here's to Uncle Scrooge. Uncle Scrooge! Uncle Scrooge. I would normally take offence to such tasteless banter and laughter at my expense. However, in view of the general gaiety of the occasion, I'm inclined to overlook it. Die of power! Die of power! Die of power! The mighty monarch. Oh, that is quite noble of you. Forgive me, spirit, if I'm not justified in asking. But I see something strange and not belonging to yourself protruding there from your skirts. Is it a claw or, or a foot? It might be a claw for all the flesh is there on it. Look here, Tim, Tom and Kevin. <gasps> Spirit, are they yours? No, they are yours. Do you know them? This boy is ignorance, isn't he cute? 
This girl is want, as in I want things. Beware them both. They all are their kind. But most of all, beware this boy. For on his brow I see written the word of doom. Unless the writing be erased. I dare ye deny it. I dare ye slander those who claim otherwise and see where it leads. Have they no refuge or resource? Are there no prisons? Are there no workhouses? I, I, I take it that I'm in the presence of the spirit of Christmas yet to come. You were about to show me the, the shadows of the things that have not happened, but will happen in time before. Is that not so, Spirit? Spirit, you know, you're really being quite rude. I'm talking to you, and you're not even talking back to me. And that's just, that's just plain politeness. All right, you got me. I fear you more than any spectre I've ever seen. Will you not speak to me? All right, all right, very well. Lead on then, lead on. The night is passing fast, and it's precious time to me. Lead on, spirit. So Scrooge walked on, following this dark-cloaked spirit. Walking, 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 walking. Well, I know these men. And this place, it's a stock exchange. It's a second house to me. Die of power! No, die of power! So let's do it uh, for all all four of us. Each one are going to have a different, because there are four brokers, correct? All four of us, but there's only three of us. Well, that'll be enough. <laughs> so who's broker number one? Broker number one. Ooh, okay. Broker number two. Broker number two. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Broker number three. Well, boys, we got broker number three and broker number four. Fred and Barney. <gasps> okay. Oh, wait, that's Ernie. Yep. <laughs> well, Ben, all right, guess it's you and me. <laughs> it sure is, Fred. Oh, shit, now we got to remember these. No. I don't know anything about it, either way. I only know that he's dead, and I'm hungry. When did he die? Wow. Last night, I believe. Why? What was the matter with him? I thought he'd never die. Ooh, God knows. <laughs> so sleepy. <laughs> what was done with his money? Ooh, I don't know. Left it to his company or some such nonsense. Perhaps I only wish he had left it to me. <laughs> well, it's likely to be a cheap funeral. You know, maybe we'll go and pick up some girls. I, I don't know anybody who would uh, go to it, uh, except uh, maybe we could find some volunteers. Well, I don't mind going if there's a lunch provided. But I must be fed for all the trouble it's worth. <laughs> what are we laughing about? Well, 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 it, well, it matters. 
uh, little to me either way. I never wear black gloves. I never eat lunch. But I'll always go to offer if anyone else will. Well, uh, off to business. Goodbye. Woohoo. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Have these men no sense of decency or decorum? Spirit, what is this? Why am I saying this? The die of power! The die of power! The die of power! The die of power is out of range. <laughs> the Bluetooth Stand didn't by. connect. Out of range. Out of range, please connect. I know what it says. Out of range, please connect. Out of range, please connect. This dead air is fantastic. I'm sorry? Oh, Jesus. So you're Adam Sandler. No. No, I'm Adam Sandler. God damn it. <laughs> <sighs> well, hold on, because I, I need one for old Joe. Old Joe. I'm, some call me Orange Joe. Okay. How about you do Adam Sandler? Okay. You Swedish chef. <gasps> Bernie, 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 don't be shy. Uh, we are sort of uh, calling uh, with a uh, well-matched uh, to be sure. You know, uh, come in. Blaine is born in the gobble 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 with the snakey and the snurty with the cotton and the snurty. Flip them again. The die of power. The die of power. The die of power. He's pinky and the brain. Yeah. He's pinky and the brain. <coughs> well then, don't stand staring as if you're afraid, Pinky. Woman, who's the wiser? We're not going to pick holes in each other's coats, I suppose. No, indeed. We should not, I hope. Nerf. Very well then. Who's the worst for the loss of few things like these? Not a dead man, I suppose. No, indeed. If he wanted to keep them after he was dead, the wicked old screw, why wasn't he more natural in his lifetime? If he had been, he'd have had somebody to look after him when he was struck with death instead of lying, gasping out his last there, all alone by himself. Pinky. <laughs> It's, it's the truest word of all, as was spoke Mrs. Oliver, or Brain, I guess. Uh, it's a judgment unto them, Narv. I wish it was a little heavier one, and it should have been. You can count on it. If I had have laid my hands on anything else, now open the bundle, old Joe, and let me know its value to ye. Speak out plain. I am not afraid to be first. Nor afraid for them to see it. We knew pretty well that we were helping ourselves before we met here. I believe it's no sin to see to one's livelihood. The die of power! The die of power! Your turn. 
You gotta say it, Jake. The dire power. The dire power. Dire power. Sorry. That's Pee Wee. Uh, uh, that's me. <clears throat> Old Joe, as read by Pee Wee Herman. Ah! <laughs> Mr. Tackleton was a very busy man. Let's see a seal, a pencil case, a pair of sl sleeve buttons. Hmm. I give him one pound and eight. Ah! Eight was magic word. Eater, eater. And not another sixpence. If I was to be boiled for not doing it. Who's next? Die of power. Die of power. Die of power. Ace Ventura. Ah, quite a stash, Mr. Dilbert. Of course, I always give too much to the ladies, if you know what I'm saying. It's a weakness of mine, and that's the way I ruin myself. Up, up, up. Three pounds even, Miss Dilbert. Uh, for another penny and make it an open question. I repent of being so liberal. Knock off the hair of the crown. Die of power. Die of power. Power. Roll it. And now undo my bundle, Joe. I was first. Ah, what do you call this? Big curtains. Ah. Bed curtains. <laughs> you uh, don't mean to say you took them down rings and all with him, uh, you know, uh, lying there. And why not? I wasn't apt to catch his cold without him, I dare say. Die of power. Die of power. Die of power! <laughs> wow. Now it's gone. She's gone drunk with power. <laughs> Great. Well, I hope you're happy. <laughs> Don't worry. Well, I hope he didn't die of anything. Catching. Eh? Dibbler. Dibbler. Oh my god, do we have an injury? Don't be afraid of that. I wasn't so fond of his company that I'd loiter about if he did. Ah, you may look through that shirt till your eyes ache, but you won't find a hole in it, nor a threadbare place. It's the best he had, and a fine one, too. They'd have wasted it if he hadn't been for me. Ah! And what do you call wasting it? Why, putting it on him to be buried, to be sure. Four pounds, six shillings, two pence, Kermy. And not a penny more if I was to be boiled for it. And this is how it ends. He scared everyone away from him while he was alive. To profit us when he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Spirit, this is a fearful place. Surely there can be no reason to bring me to this godforsaken part of the city. Except in the case that this unhappy man might be my own. 
Yes, the items they have stolen are similar to mine. I see the point, but surely there's someone who feels some emotion caused by this man's death. Show me that person. I, I, I beg you. I said, show me that person. I beg you. Are you deaf now too, as well as mute? You're 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 an off. You're a rude cunt. I'll tell you that. Okay, wait. Maybe we should take that part out. That might be a little. I'm so offended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you finally come, Thomas. What have you heard? Is it good? Is it bad? Oh my! It's bad. I'm afraid. Are we ruined, Thomas? Did he deny you the extra time you asked for? Has he evicted us? Oh, no. There is hope yet, Caroline. Only if he repents, that old miser. Nothing is past hope if such a miracle has happened. He is past repenting, dear. He's dead. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, my. Dead? Oh, God be praised. Oh, Lord, forgive me. I thought he was merely trying to avoid me. <laughs> but what I had been told is quite true. Not only was he very ill, but he was dying even then. To whom will our debt be transferred? I don't know. But before that time, we would be ready with the money. And even if we weren't, it would be bad fortune indeed to find a creditor as merciless as he. <laughs> We may sleep tonight with light hearts, Caroline. Spirit, I ask you to see some emotion connected with this man's death and you show me only pleasure. I demand to be shown some tenderness connected with a death. And he took a child and set him in the midst of them and he said to them, where, whenever you welcome a little child, you welcome me. <laughs> this color hurts my eyes. They're better now. The candlelight makes them weak. And I wouldn't show weak eyes to your father when he comes home. Not for the world. It must be near his time. Past it, rather. But I think he walked a little slower than he used to. These last few evenings, Mother. Yes. I've known him to walk with... Uh, I have known him to walk with Tiny Tim upon his shoulder. Very fast indeed. And so have I. And so have I. And so have I. But he was very light to carry, and his father loved him so. That is no trouble at all. No trouble at all. Oh, is that your father now? <coughs> Die of power? I don't think. I don't think the die of power is uh, no longer. The uh, die of power has vanished from oh. the material plane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Come uh, on, Cratchit. Come on, Bob. Yep. 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 Billy Bob. All right. Well, uh, I'll I'll give you a little bit since you're doing uh, Michael Caine. Okay. I w I went by there today. That's why I was I was late. I I wish you could have been there. Uh, it would have done you good to see how green it is. But uh, you'll see it often. I promised him that I would walk there every Sunday to visit him. You see. But but I 
guess whom I saw today? Fred Hollowell, Mr. Scrooge's nephew. I, I met him on the street. I saw him, uh, I was a little, he saw that I was a little down, and, uh, well, he was the most pleasant-speaking man you had ever heard. And so I, I was not afraid to tell him. And this is what he said to me. I am heartily sorry, Mr. Cratchit. Heartily sorry. I don't even know what that means. And he pledged to be of any service he could to us. He even gave me his card. Look at this. And I said he said I should call him at his home. But it's not for the sake of anything he might be able to do for us. So much as uh, his kind way. I th that I am thankful. It seems... He had no, uh, known our tiny Tim. He felt with us. And I've got good news for you, Peter. What is it, Father? Mr. Hollowell told me uh, he's been able to secure an apprenticeship for you. You'll be uh, at eight shillings a week more than me, starting Tuesday next. Holy crap! Eight shillings a week? Soon you will be keeping company with a young lady, Peter. And setting up the house for yourself. <laughs> she scares me. That that will that will happen soon enough, you perv. But uh, however and whenever we've parted from one another, I'm sure none of us will ever forget poor Tiny Tim, shall we? Who? Oh 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 yeah yeah yeah. Sorry sorry. Yes no no father. And I know as well, my dears, that when we will remember how patient and mild he was, although he was a little little child we shall not quarrel among ourselves and not forget our tiny tim in doing it no no, no we no, won't no we won't mother, no, mother. mother. never never spirit something tells me that the moment of our parting is at end I, I know it but I don't know how tell me the men who were spoken of the one who died Tell me who he was. In that moment, the spirit pointed. It was all too terrifying for Scrooge. Before I draw nearer to that stone to which you point, answer me one question. Are, are these the shadow of things that will be, or are these the shadow of things that may only be? All that the spirit did was point again menacingly the course of a man's life if preserved in will determine certain ends I accept it but if it departs from those courses then ends must change say it is so with what you show to me the spirit only pointed no 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 it, it can't be it can't be am, am I that man am I the man who died, whom no one mourned, say, 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 say it isn't so. Say, say it, it ain't so, spirit. Say, say it, it isn't so. Say it isn't so, spirit. Once again, the spirit, he just pointed. Spirit, hear me. I'm not the man I was. I will not be the man. I must have been, but for your intervention. What? Why show me this? If I'm past all hope. Surely your nature intercedes for me and pities me. Assure me that I may yet change these shadows 
you have shown me, but but, but changed my life. I will honour Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. I will remember the lessons of the past. I will live in the present and I will live. The spirits of all three shall strive within me. I will not shut out the lessons that they teach. Oh, tell me that I may sponge away the writing on this stone. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. What? Where am I? Wait, what day is this? It's morning, but but what day? How long have I been with the spirits? I I, I don't know. I don't know what, what what what's it all about? What's it all about? I don't know. But but I'm alive. <gasps> I'm alive. I'm alive. They're still here. They're not. They're not torn down. They're all here. I'm here. I'm here. Whoa, 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 I don't know what to do. I feel light as a feather. I'm as happy as an angel. And I'm as merry as a schoolboy. Hello. You. Boy. What day is it? Wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't be afraid, boy. What, what day is it? What day is it? <laughs> yes. What day is it today? It's Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Are you quite sure, my, my, my good fellow? Spirits have done it all in one night. Why, why, of course they can do anything they like. Of course they can. <laughs> Hello, my fine fellow. Hello. Do you know the poulterer in the next street, but but one at, at, the, at the corner? I sure hope I did. What a wonderful boy, a remarkable boy. Do you know whether they've sold the prized turkey that's hanging up there? What, the one as big as me? What a delightful boy, a pleasure talking with him. Yes, my buck, the one as big as you. Well, it's hanging there right now. It is. Well, then you must go and, and buy it. You must go. You must go and buy it. Yes, go and buy it now. Uh, police? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I really do mean it. Go go and buy it and tell him to bring it round so that I, I can give them directions where to deliver it. And come back with the man and I'll give you a shilling. Come back with him in less than five minutes and I'll give you a jewel the size of a tangerine. I'm going to send it to Bob Cratchits. He won't know who sent it. I won't tell him. <laughs> it's twice the size of Tiny Tim. Oh, Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim will live. On oh, my soul, Tiny Tim will live. They did it all in one night. All in one night, the spirits of Christmas, past, present and future, shall strive within me. Oh, heaven and Christmas time be praised for this. I say on my knees, dear Lord, on my knees, a Merry Christmas to everybody. A happy new year to the world. <laughs> hello. Ah, ah, here's the turkey. Here's the turkey. Hello, hello. How are you, my boy? Uh, I, I was right. <laughs> I was right. This turkey is twice the size of Tiny Tim. It's twice the size of you, my lad. Merry Christmas, my fine fellow. How Merry Christmases. You're quite creepy, my friend, but Merry Christmas to you anyway. Why it's impossible to carry that to Camden? You must have a cab. Camden Tassels? Yes, yes, this splendid turkey is to be delivered immediately.
to the home of Bob Cratchit and family in Camden Town. Here, I've written the directions down, and here is the money for the turkey. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And here is the money for the delivery. Thank you again. And here is a tip for you, sir. Wow. Thank you. So give the message. Collapse. Collapse. And here is half a crown for you, my boy. Well deserved. Well deserved. Thank you, sir. And a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Master Scrooge. My dear, my dear sir, how do you do? I hope you did well yesterday. It's very, it's a very good, it's a very good thing. It's a very good thing you do. A very good thing indeed. A very good thing. Mr. Scrooge. Yes, that is my name. I fear it isn't pleasant to you. Allow me to ask your forgiveness and yours too, sir. Yes, uh, sir. And will you have the goodness... Lord, uh, bless me. Uh, my dear Mr. Scrooge, uh, are you quite serious? If you please, not a farthing less. A great many back payments are included in it. I assure you, will you do me that favor? My dear sir, I, I don't know how to such generosity... Don't say another thing, please. Come and see me sometime. Will you come and see me, both of you? We, we, we will. will, we will, we sir. Will. Yes, you can yeah. count on it. We yeah. will. Thank you. I'm much obliged to you. I thank you 50 times. Bless you both. And Merry Christmas. Would you believe if I told you that Scrooge went to church that day? He did. And walked the streets and watched the people hurry to and fro and patted children on their head as they passed and questioned beggars and looked down into the kitchens of houses and up into the windows and found that everything could yield him pleasure. He had never dreamed that any walk, that anything at all could give him such happiness. In the afternoon, he turned his steps toward his nephew's house. Oh, Fred, it's beautiful, and it's too much. You shouldn't have spent so much. But uh, I love you, my dear. Uh, my wife uh, shall have the best uh, Christmas day. Oh, Fred, I love you so, but not just for this. I know, Adrian, I know. Oh, now who could that be? I don't know. I wouldn't spend nobody. Nobody's friends with me. Hello, Fred. <gasps> uh, Uncle Scrooge? The very same. It is I, your Uncle Scrooge. I recall an invitation you made to me yesterday to come and dine with you. If that invitation is still in force, I should like to accept. But I, I, I don't know what to say. Well, you could say, bar umbug, a retort I heartily repent of and shall never use again. Or you could say, come in. Come in? Why, why, of course, uh, of course you shall come in, you know, hurrah. Uh, Uncle Scrooge, you've uh, made us uh, both very happy. Uh, oh, oh, may I introduce uh, my wife, Adrian? Adrian, that, that's, that's my, my Uncle Scrooge. My dear, it's plain to me now why my nephew chose you among women. You are indeed every bit as lovely as I have heard. 
Why, thank you, Uncle Scrooge. We are very happy to have you here. I'm sorry, Fred, for the things I said about Christmas. I'm sorry for the poor reception I gave you yesterday, of which you were so undeserving. I see the image of my sister in your face. I loved her very much, you know, and she you. Hello, Uncle. Uh, she, she loved you much. I wish until her dying day that uh, we should always be close. And so we are, Fred, and so we shall be. Yeah. So we shall be. Caroling, caroling through the snow. Christmas bells are Santa presents. Santa presents. Nunish, murnish, murnish. What's this? Good morning, sir. Mr. Cratchit, you are late, sir. Yes, sir. What do you mean by coming in here at this time of day? I'm very sorry, sir. I, I I am behind my time. Step this way, if you please, Cratchit. Shit. It's only once a year, sir. Uh, it should not re be repeated. I I was making rather merry yesterday, if you know what I'm saying, with my, with, with my wife and family. Now, I'll tell you what, my friend. I'm not going to stand for this. I'm not going to stand for this at all. For very much longer. And therefore... Whoa, whoa, whoa! And therefore... And therefore... And therefore, I'm going to double your salary. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Yes, Bob Cratchit. <laughs> I'm going to double your salary. All right, someone check. So, He's had a stroke. A Merry Christmas to you. Uh, uh, Bob, Bob, a merrier Christmas than I have wished you for many a year. And from now on, I will endeavor to assist your family in any way I can. And, and as for Tiny Tim, he will walk again. I know it. Now, you needn't say anything. Come with me. We will discuss the particulars over a bowl of smoking bishop before you so much as dot another eye. Bob Cratchit. Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all, and infinitely more. And to Tiny Tim, who did not die, he was a second father. He became as good a friend, as good a master, and as good a man as the old city knew. And ever after, it was always said of Ebenezer Scrooge that he knew how to keep Christmas and keep it well if any man alive possessed the knowledge. May that truly be said of us, of all of us. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God, God bless us. Everyone, hack the herald angels, glory to the newborn king. Rude on earth, mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. You sound like a trumpet out of run. All right, guys. Oh, we did it. Thank you all for sitting in. Through the, how long? How, what time are we at? We're at an hour and 21 minutes. An hour and 21 minutes if you hung in there with us to the end. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Thank Christmas. Uh, happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas. We'll see you next year. Bye. Okay, I love you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.